You know what I do give a shit about? The THPN Global Series contests. Oh, yeah. I saw that come through on Slack, too. But I didn't open it. <laughs> All I saw was uh, some real disappointment from uh, from Dylan about only like 10% of the the hosts on our network promoting stuff for us. So uh, we will we will be part of the the uprising or whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah, check out the. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna like overthrow the network. <laughs> check no, out the thpn global series contests Yo, how goes it? Welcome to the Brews and Beards podcast episode like 12 or 13 or 11. I don't know. There was one that got lost along the way. Uh, my name is Drew Johnson. I'm here with Chris Gear. No Cam Hasbrook because he's the reason why we lost. It's not lost. It'll come. It'll be found down the line. We got Lancey here too in his place. Um, I swear I did nothing with Cam. He was here, but I, I saw him right. off. I did that's not murder right. him or anything. <laughs> That's the reason he had taken a flight down there to the Carolinas. Um, yeah, how are you guys doing? You guys got anything interesting to drink? Interesting? I wouldn't call it interesting. I've had it on the podcast before, but I'm doing a Montucky cold snack, uh, which I think very cleverly, I, I didn't note this last time I had this on the podcast, uh, very cleverly, like prominently says 8% back to local causes as though to like if you're not really paying attention it looks like it might be eight percent alcohol but now they just uh, donate eight percent of their uh proceeds um to try to oversell it a little bit yeah i'm gonna get drunk tonight and then you have uh, three and you're like what i don't in reality i'm guessing it's somewhere in the four and a half percent range i don't see it listed but um it's just like a real typical lager beer uh, got a really cool can. It's got a little uh, sunset going on, uh, a little silhouette of a horse running around. Um, yeah, it's it's got that kind of like characteristic metallic taste of like a, a like a classic ale, um, which like depending on you know how, how you feel about that, like that your enjoyment will vary, but. For me, it like, I don't know, kind of evokes the right like feeling of, of drinking a beer. Drinkability, 37. Tasteability, pretty good for a, for a lager. We'll go with like a, an 18. Nice. Nathan Horton. We love to see it. Speaking of Nathan Horton, we have a guy that I would hope likes Nathan Horton. That's Lancey. <laughs> I would hope most Bruins fans like Nathan Horton. I don't know. As long as you don't like the Columbus Zoo. Uh, but Nathan Horton, fantastic guy. I have a fantastic beer in my hands, and it's naturally a Miller Lite because it's the only thing I have on in my fridge that isn't months and months old at this point. 
And uh, yeah, 37s all around, as always. A fine Pilsner beer. That is right. I myself, Drew Johnson, 781, not going to give the rest away. That's Massachusetts area code, I guess. Uh, you could look that up. Down East, Strawberry. Now, this is my problem with Down East. They make a really good blueberry and a really good raspberry. And you can only find them in mixed packs. I also have the strawberries. So the strawberries are always the last to go. Or I give them to Julia, who doesn't mind them. But I'm not a big fan of the strawberries. Not that they're bad, just, I don't know. The other flavors I, I like a lot more paired with with a cider, you know. I don't like the fruit, but I did like the music store. There's a throwback if anyone went to. Very strawberry. cool. Fruit by the foot. Um, we got... Yeah, strawberry. These ring in at 5% always. Um, I mean, still good. Just, I don't know. the. You know what the strawberry kind of like, I don't know what to how to describe it, like the brighter taste at the end, like the kind of like the little aftertaste you get from a strawberry. It's like the sweetness, but it just doesn't pair well that kind of sweetness with the cider, in my opinion. Drinkability of the strawberry one specifically, I'm going to have to go about a 20 um tasteability 37 though for sure and i'm hosting forgot all right i'm hosting and for this episode we have planned ba -ba -da -ba, there's a new captain in town his name is bradley motherfucking martian captain um, underpants baby and he is our leader now um what did you guys, I guess first, what was your reaction, your first reaction when yeah, that was announced? Pretty much expected or appalled, as some fans around the league are, I'm sure. Well, any day that Boston loves something and everyone else hates it is probably a good day um, because it means something good happened for Boston for once, which I know sounds strange given the last 20 years, but before that, Nothing good ever really happened in Boston sports, unless you were the Boston Celtics. But uh, but we're kind of back to that era now, where it's you know, there's a very small sliver of light at the end of a tunnel that we don't know if we'll ever get out of it because we're in the big dig too. Um, so Brad Marchand being named captain was was a nice thing to see because, as you said. There are fans around the league that are like, what's next? Tom Wilson with the Washington Capitals? And it's like, well, probably, but here's the difference. Brad Marchand is not Tom Wilson. When Brad Marchand does something stupid or annoying, it's just stupid or annoying. When Tom Wilson does something stupid or annoying, it's actually illegal and, you know, not great. But I do have hope that Tom Wilson can change his game and look to a Brad Marchand a little bit more in terms of, hey, maybe don't do these things that could potentially end someone's career. And for Marshy, it's great because now you have some of the younger guys that are coming into the league that are going to be frustrated. They're going to do some stupid things that he'll be the first one to be like, hey, look, don't do that. Don't, don't do it as long as I did it. Knock it off before you get to 2018. And then, you know, you'll be a, so much of a better player. And that's also why I like the fact that they brought back Milan Lucic because there's just leadership in the halls of the Boston Bruins, regardless of whether or not Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci or Zidane Chara are even there. 
it's been passed on and passed down and it's evident that it's going to continue. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, in terms of Marshawn and the dirty play early on his, in his career, he's thrown a headshot, he's thrown his headshots, he's slew-footed, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, he changed his game around and now he's just like actually the pest that we called him in the beginning. <laughs> um, like he's just a pest now. And I think also, you know, he has that, fight in him i suppose you could say like that the bruins kind of embody like not that he can portray the big bad bruins in any way but i kind of like that attitude too behind the sea what, what are your thoughts chris dude i just love brad marshan and i am so happy for him mm-hmm. um just on like a personal level like he he and patrice bergeron have been attached at the hip basically since he maybe like the year after he started in Boston. Black and yellow, um, black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> just to, to have his best bud retire uh, kind of in, in heartbreaking fashion. Mm-hmm. That's That's got to be really tough emotionally and uh, to kind of have that honor bestowed upon him uh, following that. Uh, definitely a really nice consolation prize, I guess. And uh, you know, it would have been really easy just to kind of skip over him and give it straight to Charlie McAvoy, but uh, glad to see he's uh, getting his turn. And I, I think that probably indicates as long as his, uh, as long as his legs stay fresh and whatnot, that he's going to stick around for at least a couple, two, three more years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think they would have given him the C if if he was planning on retiring after this season. So, right. Yeah. Uh, that That's spells contract for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Yeah. I think, it, I mean, he is this it, marshy situation has always been kind of weird. Cause I, I loop him in with, you know, Bergy and Chara in that, you know, 2011 era, but he was so young that now, you know, he's still here. He's kind of that bridge that the Bruins really need in a, in, not only the skill and offense that he brings, but as a leader. Um, and I think he's surrounded by a great group of younger guys that are like coming into that leadership. I mean, McAvoy is the next captain, hands down. And I think, and I don't know if they'd go with Pasta as a captain over McAvoy. Um, he's wearing the A. Yeah, I mean, they're both wearing the A. And I think Pasta will continue to be wear the A. And I think he's a leader. I think McAvoy, they're trying to kind of groom into that role. Um and it seems that it's kind of going that way. I was scared they were going to select him now and skip over Marshy because of, you know, his past antics. And I was like, no, he's, he's not ready for that. But I could see him becoming the captain. There's a few things to add to that. You know, the Bruins, Marshan, McAvoy, everyone will tell you they don't really have a captain per se. It's, it's a group effort. Right. It's a we thing as you know, Jeremy Swayman and Linus Allmark have been saying for their entire existence. Um, So regardless of when Charlie McAvoy eventually takes over as captain and David Pasternak is just an alternate, it's not going to be like, okay, everything is McAvoy's decision now. No, he'll turn to his fellow companion in pasta and whoever else gets CA at that point. Yeah. And say like all right here's what i've got for an idea what do you guys think and and where do we go from here and the other thing with that being that 
it seems to me Charlie McAvoy, he is definitely more approachable in terms of media members, in terms of new players, what have you. It's it's not a shot at David Pasternak at all. He's the funniest guy in the room outside of Brad Marchand. Uh, he is tremendous in terms of getting to know some of the younger guys and being more recognizable in terms of demographics and generational things. But uh, it just seems like as McAvoy has been a, a bit more involved in the community and a bit more involved with press, you know, NHL.com, international things, what ha- whatever they do, that that kind of blends itself to the natural transition at some point from Marchand to McAvoy being the face of the franchise and having Pasternak just play his game. He doesn't have to focus on all the responsibilities that go in addition with being the captain. And that's where I always say your best player does not have to be the captain. I mean, the Florida Panthers at one point had Derek McKenzie as their captain for a couple of seasons, or at least one by the end of his career. And he was a fourth liner. And again, it's not about being the best player. It's about being the best leader and, you know, the most professional and the, Whereas a coach is the bridge between the players and management, the captain is the bridge between players and, yes, the coach and management as well, but also the the bridge between the players and the press, the players and the fans, the players and you name it. So the way that they've been kind of raising Charlie McAvoy and seeing him take the initiative on his own tells me Mm -hmm. that he would be after Brad Marchand. And that's fine. You know, Marshy's got two years left on his contract, probably can get at least one more year out of him after that. I don't necessarily think you'd be taking a page from Elon Hayduk and saying, you know what, I'll do it this year, but then next year I'm giving it to the next guy because I just don't want to have it for that long. And, you know, we're as an organization, we're a transition point. But uh, but I, I do look at him as kind of being like the Milan Hayduk of the Boston Bruins in terms of captaincy where 20 years from now, maybe you don't remember that Brad Marchand was this type of a leader, but his impact will be tremendous. Yeah, I mean, I do think that's a good point. Your your best player doesn't have to be your captain. I think uh, Chicago's doing an interesting thing with not having a captain, uh, assuming that they're going to wait and see on Connor Bedard and see if he's kind of, he's the kind of guy they want to just give the C to. Um, interesting kind of in Toronto when John Tavares came over and they were like, all right, let's, let's give this guy the C and they didn't wait around to see if Austin Matthews was going to be him. And, uh, I think maybe they made the wrong choice on that. I don't know. Um, didn't they actually do a, a gap year between their? Well, they had a few years in between. They, well, they I, did. I have the chart in front of me. The the Maple Leafs had a vacancy between the 2015-2016. After Dion Phaneuf in 2016, they had three years off. The first year of John Tavares's playing time with Toronto, he wore an A, and then they gave it to him. And yeah, I mean, there's there's people that are going to be like, it should be Austin Matthews. But John Tavares had also previously been captain of the New York Islanders. Now there you might say, but he was the best player on that team. Yes, but there's, you know, there's some exceptions to the rule in terms of your Gabriel Landeskog's, your John Tavares. 
your potential Connor Bedard in terms of young leadership and coming in at the right time and giving them a year or two in the league before just slapping on a letter onto their jersey. Yeah. Drew, that's a pretty sick view of your mic right now. Right. Because I've, I've never been a fan of giving it to the best player or just giving it to a young guy that you're like, well, he's going to be here for forever. It's like, no, maybe ease him into it. I, I do think you need a combination of that because it is kind of like the the captain is you know, not necessarily part of the coaching staff, but definitely an extension of the coaching staff. And you want continuity there in the same way that you want continuity with the coaching staff. Right. And so giving the C to a guy who is either, you know, too old. Um, that's, that's kind of the risk with a guy like Marshan right now. Um, or giving the C to somebody who doesn't have the years on their contract can be kind of a negotiating tactic for their agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it doesn't mean a whole lot in terms of what happens on the ice, but it does mean a lot in terms of what's the temperature of the room for the the players in the room. And it does mean a lot for, for that particular player who does get the, the C. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, what Marshan's contracts up at the end of this year, um, that, that gives him some, some leverage saying, Hey, like, you know, I understand this is how old I am. Uh, but, you know, you want me to stick around. Maybe it's not about the money at this point. Maybe it's about getting a couple extra years of term. Um, yeah, I I think it's an important thing for him, both, you know, in terms of the honor of, you know, being the captain of an original six team and also being able to cash in on that. And, and being named captain in the centennial season as it is. You know, there's a lot of people are like, oh, it would have been great to see Patrice Bergeron reach 20 years and coincide with the 100th year and be the captain at all. But at the same time, he's happy to retire before the 100th season kicks off. He'll get his jersey retired likely at some point this year. I mean, what could be better than that? And his best friend gets to be captain now. You got to break the rule for the Patriots Hall of Fame. Let him in early. <laughs> I mean, they... The Bruins typically they do it right when it's a player that has been around for like a decade or more that they know. I think back to Ray Bork, that was pretty much right away, and some others that were pretty much right away. Bobby Orr, no no waiting period there. Unfortunately, yeah. he had spent a couple of seasons, parts of a couple of seasons with Chicago, and his knees did him in. But ultimately, it was okay. As soon as you're back here, it's it's gone. It's going in the rafters. They, um, there was a little bit of a wait while people just gave him a standing ovation for like 10 minutes or whatever it was. I, I have a feeling it will be similar for Bergeron. I didn't think it's a 37 be... minute moment of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be silent for uh, two intermissions and three minutes after the game. <laughs> I would like to see a team, and I don't think many NHL teams have done it where they retire the number post game because we see it all the time with like Celtics games and whatnot just for the awkwardness of the vibe if it's a win everyone's like hey we're feeling great it's gonna be fun but if it's a loss and it's like what are we doing here 
this could yeah. have been done in an email. Get it, just get it up there. We want to leave. Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to head into an ad break, folks. All those advertisers, which I think is just DraftKings now. Yeah, it's just DraftKings this month. We feeling the sweat? Um, if you're feeling the sweat, Lancey's got you covered with DraftKings Sportsbook, which is back with another week of football and some nice NFL action with great offers. Every single game day, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code THPN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lakes Charles, L.A. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario or ont see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources uh bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply Oh, great deals from DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> that sounds authentic. Well, it'll be great because I I also don't use this microphone when I do the ads. I use my computer. It'll be great microphone. when you force Cam to edit and he'll Which just be listening to it. Like, yeah, but it, that shows how much I, uh, I give a shit. All right, so you, you know what I do give a shit about? The THPN Global Series Contests. Oh, yeah. I saw that come through on Slack, too. But I didn't open it. <laughs> All I saw was uh, some real disappointment from uh, from Dylan about only like 10% of the the hosts on our network promoting stuff for us. So uh, we will we will be part of the the uprising or whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah, check out the. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna like overthrow the network. <laughs> check no, out the THPN Global Series contests. How do folks do that? Retweet this stuff. Um, let's see. There's a watch party. Uh, hockey's here. Bench clearers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll retweet this. Repost it, whatever. Uh, we're, we're still going to call this Twitter, right? Oh, I still call it Twitter all the time. Um, no, it's X, bro. Yeah, there's a... Yeah, with the times. Does that mean I can say I finally have an X? 
Oh, hey. Be here. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Um, yeah, so this is a uh, bench clears, uh, one of those kind of like basketball jersey looking things. Looks like the Kings reverse retro. Um, so, yeah, use uh, the code THPN sent me to get 15% off your order on clears. And then uh, if you comment who scores the first goal for the LA Kings tonight, And you get it right, then uh, you might you might win tonight. Well, I hope you guessed it Which last Friday, right. folks. <laughs> Pierre Luc Dupont. Go with Pierre Luc Dupont. <laughs> oh oh oh! There's a Coyotes one. Oh, gotta go it with Clayton is... Keller. Name any Coyote other than Clayton Keller. Ready go. <laughs> Barrett Hayton. There you go. Um, Drew? Drew, you got one? Uh, the Sun Devils. <laughs> I mean, that counts for something. Points for effort. All right, so this one is for today. I assume this is going to be released tomorrow, and tomorrow is the the day when... Oh, no. <laughs> Monday. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, you can still use the code THPN sent me to get 15% off your bench clearers order. The is a... Uh, these like uh, hockey jersey basketball things. The uh, I mean the Kachino one looks pretty sick. So, um, cool. yeah, do do your worst over there. The, literally everybody saying Clayton Keller in the comments here. <laughs> I've not seen anything other than Clayton Keller. So I love it. So I'm gonna much. go ahead and comment Bar- Barrett Hayton, Jason Zucker. Come go on, ahead folks. and win. Made some big signings in free agency. Um. But yeah, there's our great ad. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to help out the network that we're uh, that yeah. we're propping up. Hey, you can follow them on X or Twitter or freaking whatever. If uh, I were a producer, uh, I'd be just shaking my head at the number of make goods that we'd have to do now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are here to talk sweaters. Um. Yeah, those so are good want... we're, we're using we're going with yeah. basketball hockey jerseys to sweaters. Uh, hey, you a fan of turtleneck sweaters? To tops. <laughs> from tanks to tops we go. Um, I kind of wanted to run through these like one at a time. Yeah, let me pull um, these bitches up. And I was thinking of starting with the away jersey. Um it is generic, but it is a throwback. And also, I, I i mean, I guess you can kind of loop the the away and home jersey. I want to wait on that alternate because uh, I have thoughts on that. But, like, it, I guess we got to start with the gold trim on these. Like, it, when I first saw the gold trim, I, I, it was like the close-up teaser ones that they were posting on Instagram and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, they're going gold. Are we going to have gold buckets like the Golden Knights and um but it's like a very kind of muted i suppose gold and it looks really good i think they pulled it off well for going with that gold um what were what are your guys thoughts on on that before i guess we get into the rest of the jersey this is the white away jersey i kind of looped them in both for the gold conversation but then i was going to go into more detail later okay my, my problem with the away is the 
like it's there's nothing with the shoulders like it's just mm-hmm. all white and then I'm that doesn't work that. with the too many stripes because the that's the biggest thing that people when they can't seem to find the words to explain what feels off about it is that they don't realize just how long a yoke has been around for the Bruins, uh, both in years prior and then in the current era, as you might say, from the 2007 to 2023 style jersey with a slight change for the Adidas takeover in terms of jersey suppliers. But if you remember from 1974 until 1995, which these 100th jerseys are loosely based on with the exception of the sleeves which the striping of that is more if you look back to the 19 i don't know the 50s 60s yeah era, with the the crazy striping that they had and the johnny music not days, every throwback prior, is good <laughs> just prior to john to the bobby Orr era uh you know it's it's a combination of a lot of different elements and it certainly throws people off because you've come to expect that the Bruins will have black or gold on the shoulders, except for the like 23 years that they didn't. And now they've gone back to that, which is what people have wanted them to do for years. But now that we've seen it. Look, Lancey, I love you, man. I get that you're trying to. I'm not saying that these jerseys are spectacular. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not ascribing any feelings for, from you to these, but you're, you're trying to defend their existence. Um, I have, I have no real problems with them. It's just like the combination, especially on the away. I think, I think the no shoulder colors or anything on there. Works at better least on the black. logo, at least a logo. It, it works better on the black. There is, there is a logo on the shoulder. I think it's the, is there? yeah. The centennial. Yeah. It's the centennial patch. Um, oh. but, it would have looked better with. I'm, I'm currently looking at the picture in Connor Ryan. I don't know who the Connor Ryan. I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, Conar. The, <laughs> Conan Ryan. Conan, Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Conan O'Brien wrote in. Uh, um, this is now celebrity surveys. And yeah, Stealing I think his bit. I think the the black one looks fine. I think it I think it works a little better. The white one just looks a little too plain. Um, and it's just a combination of the too many arm stripes with mm. the no shoulder thing. Like it just looks like you moved all of the things going on from the shoulders to the elbows. Right. And that, that just doesn't work for me. The, the gold doesn't bother me. Like, I think that's cool for, especially like for a special season like this, it's yeah. a, like you said, Drew, it's muted. It's not, it's not like extra shiny or sparkly. I, th- I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not in your face. They're going to sell, bro. Whoever came up with them is like, I hope they got royalties because they're going to sell like mad, I think. (laughs) No way they did, but it could be a... Let me pull up Sean's Sean's, uh, fix while you guys talk and I'll see what he did Um, with them. I was like... I, I like the black one, and I agree with you, Chris, in terms of the shoulders. I think especially the white one looks really plain. It kind of looks like a practice jersey in a way until you uh, – it actually really just does kind of look like a practice jersey in some ways. Obviously, you get down to the stripes, and you're like, oh, maybe this is a little bit more. But um, I also don't 
like in general, I don't mind the the stripes on the arms. I, I agree, Chris. Like it, it doesn't really balance out. Like it's like they put what's on the should be on the shoulders there. But I like Lancey said, it's kind of that throwback style. That's what they wore back in like the forties. Even th- I think their first ever jersey had like a bunch of stripes down that. Um, and it was like the no, no, it wasn't that the first one? ever jersey was very very plain. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of the socks of that original one that had all the stripes. Maybe I'm the uh if off. anything, they added more stripes in the second season, but then the the best kind of almost barber pole style look that they had, which was ultimately their third season that you might be thinking of. But the very first jersey, if you remember, was just a 2016 where a classic jersey button brown instead of black. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, All I right. like them. <laughs> I don't here. mind the stripes on the. So here's what Sean did to fix the the jerseys, and I I like this actually. So on the white jersey, or I guess he did the same for the white and black jerseys. He took out the middle stripe on the elbows, so it's two. It's two of the same colored stripe back to back. It's gonna be. Uh, gold, I think he went yellow, yellow. No, yeah, so gold, black, black, gold on the elbows. And then he matched that on the bottom. Uh, so added one stripe on the bottom. I hope um, you got a thousand words for this because that's how much a picture's worth. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think he also added... Uh, a shoulder patch to the other side and kind of move them a little bit further forward. So you can see them better front. Um, that might just be the template in terms of where they're. Yeah. I might be, but I, it really, especially on the black Jersey, like in this picture of Brandon Carlo wearing it, just like you can't even see it. Um, yeah. That, I think that's a good fix. He didn't do anything extra with the shoulders. And then he, kind of bolded the collar so the white jersey has a black like a thick black collar and then the black jersey has a thick yellow collar um and i think that kind of takes away from the blandness of especially with nothing on the shoulders doing nothing with the collar also is a little bit off i think that was something that I wasn't really noticing in the first. That's one thing that stood out to me since Adidas took over as the official Jersey supplier. uh, The first couple of years, they did these really different (laughs) Jersey. They did these really (laughs) unique collar treatments where you were just like, huh, that doesn't really make sense to me because you would almost prefer a more natural feel to it. But then, you know, they started mixing that up a little bit and Seattle, they did they hit it out of the park with just a blue yoke and a blue collar and then a white yoke and a white collar. But now they've almost made an overcorrection because with this centennial Jersey, you want a little something to kind of break it up. And if they just made a black collar on the white Jersey, you don't even have to make it a gold collar on the, the home Jersey, but just something to make it less matching the ice would have made it pop a little bit more as a road design, which Sean did a pretty good job of, of capturing. I don't know if I like the bottom sleeve treatment, but I do like the arm, the, the, uh, the removal of one stripe or two, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, 
What do you mean by the bottom sleeve treatment? The uh, bottom sleeve. I mean the the waist. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the bottom, you know that third sleeve <laughs> that takes up most of a shirt. I yeah. I I agree. Uh, no, I, well, no, I was no offense to Sean. Design, I think you did a great job, but yeah, I, I agree. I think adding the extra stripe is unnecessary down there. I'm gonna call him Sean Rajot just to add insult to injury. I, I do love Sean's designs all the time. And then there's, you know, the slight little things where I'll be like, I would have done it this way. And that's just, that's fine. That's what people it's, do. It's all subjective. Like, it's, right. I'm sure there are people who absolutely love these jerseys and are just like, why not add more stripes to the arms? So, I, I mean, I would do that for the fun of it. Um, I think it should just be all stripes. That. <laughs> be like the old Pittsburgh. There's a, uh, there's a Chicago Steelers jersey. jersey. This, yeah, yeah. This. <laughs> Remember the um, days when the Ottawa Senators and the Seattle Metropolitans would go against one another and they forced someone to just break out white T-shirts because they were too similar otherwise? Um, Lancey, you had said something about, you know, the, the away jerseys would pop more if they weren't the color of the ice. And that kind of leads me to the alternate jerseys where yeah. they're like, a f- these are, these are fucking perfect. Um, they, the off white is Off-white's classic, so dude. I make my jerseys in like NHL 23 that they just look so much better. Like uh, I, I really like that. Um, the logo with the 1924 on it is really awesome. I, mm-hmm. I'm glad it doesn't say like a hundred years or something like that. Love that. It's the year. Uh, I mean, the B is great. It's the modern B with kind of that classic look, the, the shoulders with the amount of yellow and the, the serif B, as they say. The little. OK, so the shoulders, you know, they're yellow. The collar's yellow. The little black. I mean, maybe it's a dark brown. They're kind of going it's with brown. The dark brown with the it's, pants. It's a brown and, and gold jersey. Well, so what they did with the winter classic jerseys, some of them anyway, they were way darker brown slash black than they were. This is roughly the same brown. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like it looked a little different uh, on the ice. But anyway, the right. I'm saying, that little the on the on the chest, like before it goes into the off white, like I never really liked those on jerseys. I don't think it necessarily makes this jersey look bad. That's kind of just my taste on whatever home away jersey on some NHL team. And the Bruins have even had that. I'm not a huge fan, but that's the only thing I, I personally can pick out that I don't like about the jersey. Like it, it's they they knocked it out of the park for me. They went very similar to the Boston Pride thirds from last year. Um, I I love that cream color. Um, the, I have a a San Diego Padres like throwback jersey that's like a cream with like some black pinstripes. It, just like one of my favorite sports apparel's that I have. Um, I think this is an underutilized thing. I think white can be fresh in certain circumstances, but it's so overused because they use it for almost every away jersey. Um, it's let's go with more creams, more off whites, more grays. Come on, the Diamondbacks on the Bruise and Bruins podcast. Bruise and Bruins podcast. We Cash rules cream. everything around me. Episode whatever of the Bruise and Bruins podcast. Hey, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and maybe actually maybe not Bruins Diehards, uh, Pride Diehards maybe. Where there's so much up. In the we'll we'll figure <laughs> out what's happening. PWHL Diehards. Uh, we do we do need to discuss. Uh, yeah, the PWHL team. We can probably do that on the next episode a little bit. Yeah, we got to bring Oliver on for that for sure. 
Um, let's see. Lancey, you have anything on the to go into on the, the alternate? Any feelings on, well, my last thought on the alternate is that it's fantastic. And uh, I love the little ode to the 25th anniversary jersey with the 1924, where it used to be 24, 49, that sort of thing. Um, I would like to see these stick around longer than just one season. But if you do that, then you're probably going to get rid of the 1924 in the crest. You might make one or two more small tweaks to it. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's a, it's also a good base. If you were to do a rebrand from the design that was in the 99th season to the 101st season, if you want to go more in the direction of the alternate, but in black and gold, and then unfortunately for Chris white and gold and black for the road Jersey, I would be fine moving in that direction. But uh, if they don't want to just do a complete rebrand like that, then just keep these as the alternate because people are going to love them. I think they should just do like different black jerseys and just be like, and when they're on the road, like, fuck you, you got to not do our, our black jersey to whatever other teams. Like the LA, like, sorry, LA. get your roads out. LA. I would bring back Forum Blue if I'm the Kings. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I, I really love that off-way. I think that's awesome. And also, you don't see a lot of teams go with the the white for the alternate, too. And that's just such a throwback. Those used to be the home teams, the white. They switch. They switch. It's marketing, people. Don't be fooled. It's also be fooled. not the way it is always supposed to be because it's gone back and forth a bunch of times. Don't listen to your dad when they say that, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. No. They, the, the league has switched between dark jerseys and white jerseys in the 100 plus year history it doesn't matter if you like a jersey buy it football used to be that way too football's now usually the nfl is just like whatever you want no they're all the the panthers they used to just be dallas that went across uh, like went against the grain and always wore the and teams would purposely wear their away jerseys at home to make them wear the blue jerseys the nba has it right though (laughs) because they're doing new jerseys every year and they're still like keeping some of the older ones in rotation and uh, the one thing i have a bone to pick with with the nba is when the playoffs roll around i would like a little bit more consistency because mm-hmm. if i'm a fan and i want to wear a jersey and show up to the game you know like oh, i'm part of the team i really need to know what i'm wearing ahead of time mm. yeah i i'd like the tradition of like you know you don't wear your alternates in the playoffs stuff like that or in hockey you you get to choose like all right our alternate will be our home jersey and then the road jersey is the road jersey and you think you should be able to wear alternates in the playoffs just to switch up vibes if you're oh yeah i mean if if you're the boston red sox and just switch to yellow all around they really uh, need to do that (laughs) yellow and blue the new red sox colors uh (laughs) just wear your ucla bruins hats everybody that they'll check out Nice. That's the final word on sports. Um, All sports. Every sport. (laughs) Every sport. The world's ending. We're all going to...